Hey guys and ghouls, you're listening to episode 9 of Our Minute Man Moment and Arrogance Podcast. I'm Sergeant Rolls and I'll be your host for this week's episode. As we all know, Halloween's coming up just around the bend and we'll be taking our little kitties out to get some tricks and treats. So along with tricks and treats, there's some certain safety precautions that we need to make sure we take. So with me today, I have the experts on safety, Senior Master Sergeant J.D. Crawfish and Master Sergeant Ben Hawkins from the safety office here at the wing. Welcome, guys. Good morning. How are you doing, Sergeant Rolls? I'm doing great. Outstanding. Good, good. Looks like the weather's going to be nice for Halloween this weekend. supposed to be in the 50s at night. Kind of cold, it, don't you? No, it's going to be awesome. Falls here. Huh. Kids are going to be out on the roads, trick or treating. This is true. This is true. Better have lots of candy, or you might get your house TP'd. You might, or egged. That or, stuff happens. Yeah, I've seen TP, not eggs. <laughs> but again, you know, thank you for having us here today for the mm-hmm. podcast again with Master Sergeant Hawkins, you know, in the safety office. Halloween safety. You know, we need to stress that for our for our ghouls and our goblins that are out there trick-or-treating this weekend. Now, we all know that Halloween this year is going to be on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of towns, they are going to be, you know, offering trick-or-treating or trunk-or-treats or that stuff on Friday night or Saturday night. So you're probably going to have a weekend of kids out in the neighborhoods trick-or-treating, depending on what the, the cities have decided. Right. With that... You know, we're looking at, we've got some areas that we want to highlight during this podcast today. The first thing we want to talk about is traffic, traffic safety. You know, your kids are going to be walking out on the streets and the roads. They're going to be walking from house to house. Hopefully, the parents are with them. Uh, Sergeant Hawkins, what kind of statistics do we have for, for traffic, you know, over the holidays? Well, I mean, we got a few of them. Um, just hit on three of them real quick. Uh Drivers between the ages of 18 and 25 accounted for one-third of all fatal Halloween car accidents. A quarter of Halloween accidents take place between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. What, what does that tell us as, as parents, as, as guardians of our kids? That, you know, One, we need to be actively involved with our kids trick-or-treating. You just don't want to send your six- or seven-year-old out there alone trick-or-treating Adults need to be present, so we need to be, you know, one there watching for traffic. Again, crosswalks and sidewalks, or excuse me, crosswalks are probably the highest area for uh, fatalities, you know, as far as kids are relating. You need to walk, look both ways before crossing the roads. You need to make sure that you're adhering to your traffic signals and signs uh, when you're out there walking uh, in the, the housing areas. Again, there's a lot of kids. I know on my street when I lived in Greenbrier, Halloween night, it was packed. You might as well not plan on going anywhere because there's going to be kids and cars everywhere, so you have to watch out for that. Uh, And, again, you know, just want to make sure that we're watching our traffic uh, safety. And you can't rely on those kids to make sure. No, because they're going to be at one house, and they're going to get the Snickers bar, and then they're going to – their buddy's been to the house across the road. And they're giving away these cool, this cool candy, and so the kids are going to, bam, they're going to jump and run. Mm-hmm. So, again, you have to be watching out all the time. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, and again, if you're driving uh, out there on the roads, you need to be especially careful at night, you know, during Halloween, because you never know when a child can just run out, you know, from a sidewalk or on the road. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, again, you know, traffic, it goes back to visibility. I mean, you know, how many of us in the Air Force, you know, know we have to wear a reflective belt during the hours of darkness? 
Well, Sergeant Hawkins, what kind of statistics do we have on visibility, uh, you know, as far as it relates to Halloween? 82% of parents fail to include any visibility aids on their kids' costumes. How many percent? 82. Holy cow. That's a lot. So you're saying that they depend strictly on just the costume alone. You're, you know, you would think that, that Halloween manufacturers of, of costumes would, would put that in there. Uh, as part of the costume, but, you know, that's only 18% of the parents that, that actually put some type of reflective or visibility uh, uh, material on their kids' costumes. You'd always put one of those little headlamps on them, too, or one of those little orange cones you get at the um, clothing sales. Yeah, or, or just... Lackland lasers. Yeah. Lackland <laughs> lasers. So, you know, have a flashlight, you know, some, you know, reflective tape, something, you know, there's all kind of little wristbands or glow-in-the-dark wristbands that you can, you know, put on the kids that they sell during the Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, just the visibility. If that child does decide to make a break for the next house without the parent, you know, and then at least they've got something on if you're driving down the road. So again, traffic and the visibility go hand in hand as far mm-hmm. as, as that part of the safety con- is concerned for uh nighttime because what's going to happen you know the kids you know usually what's the statistics been i think you pulled something up on if it's halloween uh you know on sunday night versus friday night and saturday night or during the week there were some statistics on the fatalities weren't there there is um if halloween falls on a friday and kids are trick-or-treating on a friday there's over 50 deaths on Friday. Now, if it falls on a Monday or Tuesday, the death rate is low into the 30s to 40s, but half of those are all pedestrians. More parents are, are more apt to take their kids trick-or-treating if it falls on a non-school night, so on, on a Friday night or a Saturday night. So that's going to equate to more kids that are out there you know, on the roads and trick-or-treating versus you know, if Halloween fell on a Monday or Tuesday, you know, and like this year on a Sunday night, you know, they know that kids have got to get up and go to school. So yeah. it's still going to be a bunch of kids out there. Yeah, so, you know, you know, we talked about, you know, traffic. Now we're, we talk about visibility. And now we need to talk about the costumes. You know, there's so many costumes. I mean, back in the 70s when I was a kid, I mean, your costume was a was – a, pillowcase and some face paint or some little cheap mask you got at Walmart or the dollar store. Now, I mean, you have all kind of costumes. You've got kids dressing up as R2-D2. You've got kids as Darth Vader, as Yoda, as all these different uh, things. But one of the things that the parents and everybody needs to keep in mind is that, you know, you need to make sure that the costumes are usable. The kids have good eye openings where they can see, you know, and, and – Good nose open where they can get plenty of oxygen, get plenty of air. Uh, and then make sure that the costumes are fitting to the kids. You don't want stuff that's a trip hazard. You've got a long costume that they can trip over. So, again, you need to, to take a little forethought into that costume for the kids. But, again, going back to what Sergeant Hawkins said, you know, incorporating some visibility aspect into the costume. Reflective tape, a little reflective or a, a glow-in-the-dark bracelet. Uh and that would, you know, greatly aid in their safety. Again, every little thing that you can do can possibly help prevent 
you know, a serious mishap or even a fatality, you know, while we're out right. there. And that's, that's the one thing that we're trying to do with this podcast and the information we're putting out is just to prevent, you know, those, those mishaps. Yeah, and I don't know about every parent, but I would assume that most parents would rather go over than under protective when it comes to taking care of their kids. So. Yeah, but you always... Better safe than sorry. You always get those, you know, and still you get those 12, 13, 14-year-old kids that are out there running right. around. And most of those kids are out there causing mischief more than the are trick-or-treating. Oh, I know. Yeah, there's the, those are the ones that knock on the door at 10 o'clock at night wanting the candy. And mm-hmm. that's it. No, the, the porch light's out, you know, you know, the shop, the store's closed. No more candy. Right. So, traffic and invisibility, the costumes... And then the last, you know, thing we want to talk about really on on Halloween safety is just the candy. Make sure that, you know, the children, you know, or the parents are inspecting the candy that the children have got. Again, you want to, you know, candy that's sealed in the package. Uh, You know, you don't want the homemade caramel apple eggs or, or that kind of stuff. You know, candy that's sealed in packages. And make sure, again, that the parents are looking at that candy before they let the kids consume it. Uh, Sergeant Hawkins, have you got anything as far as Halloween safety that you want to add? Well, there's just uh, three points that uh, I think we can all change starting this year. Um, And this is the last three points I'm going to make. Halloween is the deadliest day of the year for children ages 1 to 18. 12% of children under the age of 6 trick-or-treat alone. And 70% of parents do not accompany their children when trick-or-treating. You look at it, that's a lot of littles mm-hmm. just running around. It is. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, hopefully people listen to this and they'll think twice about sending their kids out alone or without any type of safety measure. So. You, you know, the, one of the safest probably, you know, you know trick-or-treating you know, is what we did as kids. But, you know, now you're seeing that churches, that organizations, you know, even like, the, you know, the 189th has trunk or treats, has where they're in a confined parking lot, where then there's an area that's, that's secure, you know, the, there's very little to no traffic, so they can go around from car to car, uh, booth to booth, trick or treating, and again, it's a lot safer environment. So, you know, our recommendation, you know, to the listeners out there are, if you have the option to go to a church trunk or treat or a sorority or fraternity trunk or treat or something like that, that's going to be your safer option than going out to the neighborhoods around your local community right. and trick or treating. Well, I know, um, speaking of which, uh, the wing is actually doing a trunk or treat on the on Friday. And in addition to the trunk or treat, they're doing the haunted pavilion, right? So we have that available to people who want to participate, as well as a movie night um, that the Airman Family Readiness Office is going to host concurrently. Um, and I think they're playing like The Nightmare Before Christmas or some family-friendly kid movie, um, but very spooky. Um, so, I mean, that's another option you have, too. And then, right. like you said, trunk or treats at churches or that you attend or schools that your kids go to, anything like that. I think that I think honestly, that's probably a much better idea. Right. Be that uh, that force, that person that's out there, you know, that's taking care of the, the the kids and the children around you, also to help prevent these mishaps. And make sure you inspect their candy. I know every year when my kids were little, 
for some reason, their Reese cups were always infected with something, so I had to take them. You had them. to eat them, huh? I had to eat them because they were poisoned. Yes. You, so, you wouldn't. Only the Reese cups. Don't know why. <laughs> Mine are older, so well, I had the Tootsie Roll tax. Aha, uh-huh. yeah, the Tootsie Roll tax, yeah. We are Mission Ready Airmen, providing premier training to the C-130 and cyber enterprises, capitalizing on partnerships to support the state and defend the nation. Our vision is to be a diverse family of airmen, dedicated, adaptive, and empowered to lead.